Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. On holy ground We are standing On holy ground And I know That there are angels The 
Bible says that are there not ministering angels sent forth to them that believe. Today you want to pray for a moment or two and ask God's angels who have been sent to help us to help you today. Just lift your voice and pray to the Lord. Pray to the Lord. One of the ways God helps us is by dispatching his angels to help us as a church as individuals, as a family that God himself by his angels this week that his angels will help us in the coming year God's angels will help us in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Lord let your angels come and help us send forth your ministry angels your helping angels send them forth to us as a church as families as individuals in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus yes Lord we are standing in your presence on holy ground lift your hands and welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit right now welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit we are standing on holy ground and we know God is here with us his angels are here with us his presence is here with us holy spirit we welcome you we welcome you we welcome you we are standing in your presence speak to us let nobody under the sound of my voice go home the same let us live here with a touch from you. Let us live here with a visit from you. Let us live here with direction from you. Because we are standing in your presence on holy ground. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. Say a better amen. amen. Say a Christmas amen. amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Wow. The presence of the Lord is in this place. Yeah. God is sending you help. Many of us are struggling with different things and we have nobody to help us. Today I came to tell you that God is sending you help for your school, for your finances, for your business, your Christian life, God is sending you help. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, um, Christmas is upon us. We're almost there, isn't it? We're just some 10 days away from Christmas. Is that not so? Amani, say amen. Good. See me after church. All right. So we're getting ready. We're getting into the season, and I believe that God will bless us. Amen. Turn to a neighbor next to you. Find a neighbor just next to you. You don't have to go far. The one who's next to you. Get a neighbor. Get and hold the neighbor by hand so that I know that that's your neighbor. No, you can't have two neighbors. Just one. Just one. Just one. Okay. No, no, you can't have two. Lizwe. Abide by the rules. I think the two of you are neighbors. Just keep your neighboring. Um, who doesn't have a neighbor? Mini Knox. How can you be together and not be neighbors? You want a nice neighbor. Okay, okay. The guy wants a nice neighbor. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. But get a neighbor anyway. All right, Mila, who's your neighbor? Okay, and who's your neighbor? Okay, Mini Knox will be your neighbor. Mini Knox, that's your neighbor. Neighbor, that's your mini nox. <laughs> All right. Everybody has a don't say I didn't tell you. Everybody has a neighbor, ne? Good. So this Christmas, this is your neighbor that you are going to give a Christmas present to. All right. So you are going to give this neighbor. A Christmas present, and this neighbor is also going to give you a Christmas present. All right, 
Christmas is about giving and receiving. See, now who's your neighbor? Spume. Okay, great. It's about you. You hit a jackpot, I tell you. You have actually stolen my neighbor, but you can have my neighbor. Aha, uh-huh, that's Justine and you. The two of you are neighbors. Okay, sit together. Sit with each other. So you are. Oh, okay. And you had a seat in front. Anyway, you are the neighbor, so you sit down. Christmas Day, we are going to ex- give and receive gifts from one another. Okay? Now, what we are going to do is that when you bring your gift on Christmas Day, you come and put it under the Christmas tree. You write who it is from and the name of your neighbor that it is going to on it. So, Alan... You, you bring a gift and you wrap it. If it's Ama Quinya, you wrap it and you write on it to Merlin. Okay. No, Ama Quinya is not allowed. Please. And also give a proper gift because we are going to give proper gifts. And if we receive a useless gift from you, we will come back and collect our gift from you. Do, do you understand? It's like we have I mean, you are a lady. We have gone to the shop to buy a blender to give to you as a gift. Then you bring us salt. Salt. We will come back to you and return, or a bottle of ketchup. We will return it to you and collect the blender from you. So give a good gift. Okay? Say amen. Say another. Is there a good plan? Put your hands together for me and leave your neighbor alone. again. Holy Spirit, speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. It doesn't mean you should delete the first part. The first part is also part of the service. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. In John 14, 18, Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Jesus was telling his disciples, I won't leave you helpless. I will come to you or I will come and help you. Hallelujah. And Jesus fulfilled his promise of coming to help us by sending us a comforter, a helper. So verse 15, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Is that not so? Then he says, I will pray the father and he will send you another helper or another comforter. All right. So that comforter, Jesus explains in verse 17, even the spirit of truth which is the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive. Why? Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. So Jesus said, people who don't know the Holy Spirit, who can't see the Holy Spirit, who can't recognize the Holy Spirit, cannot access the help, the comfort, the strengthening of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So we are on a journey. We don't want to have the Holy Spirit and not receive the help that comes from the Holy Spirit. So we are on a journey to know the Holy Spirit and know him better. Hallelujah. I've shared so many things with you so far so you can go back to the podcast and find them. But now I'm sharing with you seven things every Christian must know about the Holy Spirit. Seven things. Number one, I said, it's only believers in Christ who can have the Holy Spirit. It's only born-again Christians who can have the Holy Spirit. If you are not a Christian, you cannot have the Holy Spirit. I told you last week that if your grandmother said she's not a Christian but she has prophetic dreams, those dreams are from the devil. And I say it without any apology. They are from the devil because they are not from the Spirit of God. So we read about Paul going to Ephesus And when he went to Ephesus, the Bible says he met some disciples. And when he met the disciples, the first question he asked them is that, have you received the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. He asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit? 
He was worried about that. If they are believers, if you are a believer, you must receive the Holy Spirit. So the Bible says he prayed for them, he laid his hands on them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, it's only Christians. If you are not a Christian, you can't have the Holy Spirit. You can have a spirit, but not the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Then number two, we read that if you do, Christians who don't have the Holy Spirit do not belong to God. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you do not belong to God or you are none of us. Romans chapter 8, we read verse 9, it says, it said, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Then he said, but if any man hath not the spirit of God, he is none of us. This is a very hard truth, but it has to be said. If you are a Christian, you don't have the Holy Spirit. You don't belong to God. You don't. He said, if any man hath not the spirit of God, he is none of us. It's as simple as that. Number three, we said that those who are, only those who are led by the Spirit of God are the true sons of God. Only those who are led. So, you can see that the thing is progressing. It starts with, if you are not born again, you can't have the Holy Spirit. So now, you are born again, so you have the Holy Spirit. But, so, so you must be born again. And then he says, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't belong to God. So he says, hey, so I'm, the first one is, I must be born again. Then the second one is, I must have the Holy Spirit. So now you have the Holy Spirit. So you belong to God. But he says, those who are led, they are the true sons of God. So then I must be led by the Spirit of God to be the, a true sons of, son of God. Romans 8, 14, Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you have Christians who are sitting in the church who have the Holy Spirit, but they are not led by the Spirit of God. They are not true children of God. And I demonstrated to you last week. If I had two children, last week I had two girls. Before I came to church, I had two boys. Then when I came to church, I now had two girls. So I talked to them that, look, go to school. One of them said, I'm going to school. The other one said, I want to be a model. So they're going to do modeling. At the end of the day, I proved to you that it's the ones that follow my instruction that are my true children. And God said in Psalm 32 verse 8 that I would instruct you and teach you whether you should go. And I will guide you with my eye. How does God guide us with his eye? He guides us with his eye through the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, when the Holy Spirit directs us and we follow, we are now following the direction and the guidance and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. That makes us real and true sons from today may you be able to follow the Holy Spirit may you be willing and ready to follow the Holy Spirit sometimes you are in a relationship it's such a bad relationship anytime you you get involved with a person you get a bad feeling the Holy Spirit is trying to reach you I say, oh, but pastor I love him so much or he loves me so much or I love her so much true sons of God obey the Holy Spirit Number four, through the Holy Spirit, or through the Holy Spirit, I think this is better, through the Holy Spirit, we receive adoption as children of God. Through the Holy Spirit, or by the Holy Spirit, we receive adoption as children of God. Galatians chapter four, we read from verse number four. The Bible says, and when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, by the law. Verse 5 says, to redeem them that are under the law, or those who are under the law, that we may receive adoption. The adoption of sons. It says, when the time was come, God sent his son. Why did he send his son? To redeem those who are under the law. To do what? So that we will receive adoption. Adoption as sons. Verse 6 says, and because ye were sons, or ye are sons, God sent the spirit of his son, sent for the spirit of his son, into your heart, crying, 
Abba Father. He said, how does God make you a son? He sent his spirit into our hearts. And that spirit cries in our heart that God is our father. Why, what does it mean to adopt? Let's start from there. To adopt. Or adoption, what does it mean? To adopt means to number one, bring. Let's, look, let's, let's even just look at adoption when it comes to human beings or children. To adopt means to bring somebody into your family. That's number one. And then to make them legally yours. Adoption is not you brought the person into your family. No. But you bring the person and then you make the person legally yours. That's why those of you girls who have moved to go and live with a boy, you are not legally theirs. It's like Boko Haram. Maybe you even came by yourself or he came to bring you. But he has brought you but you are not adopted. You are not legally his. How can you be legal? By going to your parents and fulfilling all righteousness. Then she becomes legally yours or you become legally his so to adopt means to break somebody into your family and make them legally yours so what Paul is saying here is that God sent forth his son made of a woman under the law to redeem we who are under the law and to give us that we will receive Adoption, so that it means that he will bring us into his family and legally make us his. Somebody will say, Ah, but the whole world belongs to God. Why does God need to go through all this? I'll show you, and then we go home. When you are an unbeliever, you do not belong to God. When your mother and your father give birth to you, you are just a creation of God, you are just like the horses the donkeys, the mountains, the rivers. You are just like anything in this world. But you do not belong to God. That's why Jesus explained to Nicodemus in John 3, 6 that that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is when you are born of the flesh, you are just like everything that is in this world that God created. The trees. I mean, some of you, the way you are, you will be a big coconut tree. I mean, tree, tree. Yeah. Some of you, the way you are, Table Mountain. So when you are not born again, let me show you five states of somebody who is not born again. When you are not born again, number one, your father is the devil. Your father is the devil. Every unbeliever's father is the devil. John 8, 44, Jesus said, Ye are of your father, the devil. And the last of your father will you fulfill. He was a murderer from the beginning. And a liar. For the truth abode not in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks of himself. For he is the father of lies. That's why unbelievers lie easily like that. It's not easy. Their father is a lie. Everybody, you are a reflection of your parents. No, you are a reflection of your parents. If you look at my children, my children, by the grace of God, are very courteous. Why? Because I'm also very courteous. Simple and short. I'm not trying to blow my horn. I'm telling you the truth. By nature, I'm very courteous. Oh, hey, try to treat everybody well. My children have picked it, not from television, from me, their father. That's why unbelievers lie. One of the key characteristics of an unbeliever is not telling the truth. Ye are of your father, the devil. And the last of your father shall you fulfill. Number two. I'm talking about the nature. Why God needs to adopt us. And when we are not born again, we are legally Satan's children. 
When did that happen? When Adam sinned against God, Adam lost control of the world and everything that is in it to the devil. Number two, I go to the tooth one. <laughs> so number two, or the tooth one. The Bible describes us as children, unbelievers. Okay, the Bible describes unbelievers as children of disobedience. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 1, the Bible says, Ye had he quickened, which means ye had he made alive, which were dead in transgression and sins. Wherein in time past, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, which is the spirit or which is that spirit that dwells in who? The children of disobedience. He says that's the spirit that dwells in the children. That's why unbelievers are like that. That's why unbelievers disobey God. They are the children of disobedience. That's why unbelievers don't have, I mean, they don't even have any remorse when they do something wrong. They don't because they are just fulfilling their nature. I mean, it's like complaining when you see a frog swimming or a fish swimming. It is the nature of a fish to swim. The same way, when, that's why unbelievers are stubborn. That's why they are callous. Look, try to argue about an unbeliever about, oh, look, you have to stop smoking. You will be surprised at the arguments they will bring up. You can't believe it. Look, I was telling a friend of mine, he had just started smoking. And I said to him, brother... Smoking, I mean, this is back in the day. I said, smoking is not good for you. He, I said, let me ask you a question. I said, ask the question. I remember where we were standing. I said, ask your question. He said, meat that has been smoked and meat that is fresh, which one stays longer without going bad? So he said, he used fish, fish that has been smoked, smoked fish and fresh fish. Which one stays longer? So I said to him, wow, I never knew that you are a fish. It was my first discovery. Now that I know that you are a fish, I understand why you are saying what you are saying. Yeah, stop boom. Why? They are the children. There's a spirit that works in them. And they are the children of disobedience. Children of this. So when you get born again, one of the things that must die about you is stubbornness. Stubborn. When you meet a Christian who is stubborn, you can see the old nature is not gone. All the demons left, but they left one guy there, one short, short tokoloshi there. He's not going anywhere. Stubborn tokoloshi. Both of his feet, one is facing here, one is facing here. Yeah. Stubborn. Both of his feet are left. Hi. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> Number three. The Bible describes unbelievers as the children of wrath. Ye had he quickened that same scripture. Which were dead in transgressions. And sins. Wherein in time past ye walk according to the course. It means the way the world is going. That's how you walked. And according to who? The prince of the power of the. Who is the prince of the power of the air? Satan. You walk according to his instructions. And he tells you that spirit, it works in children of disobedience. Verse 3. It says, amongst, amongst who? We also. In, had our conversation in time past according to the last or in the last of our flesh 
fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Where, by nature, children of wrath. Wrath means extreme anger. I describe it as white people anger. Because as a black person, you are not allowed to get angry like that. What do I mean? White people are the people who get angry. They are so angry, they break the microwave. Even my hand is stuck. They are angry about their food. It's not hot enough, so they break the microwave. So, when their anger goes, you have to go and buy a new mic. It's called expensive anger. They are angry, then they break the television. They smash the television, smash the smash. Then finally, when the anger goes away, they have to buy a new television, a new microwave, a new... So, you should pray that such people don't play golf because... If they play golf, when they take their golf club, they start to smash. When they are angry, they smash everything in the house. But if you are black, you are not allowed to be angry to that stage. Look, if you are angry, where's anger? Don't eat your supper, go and sleep. That's all. When you wake up the next day, the supper, the food will be there. The anger is gone. You eat their food. Yeah, no cost. In fact, it's even a cost-saving anger. One day I saw a lady who was angry and she was going to fight somebody. And as she was angry, she started to tear off her clothes. Yeah, like, 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 like Superman. Or Spider-Man. Tear off her clothes. I said, what type of anger is this? Not in her room, on the street. It is like she's so angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is like she can't like what was the name of that one? King Kong. Yeah. Yeah. But the Bible says when you are not a believer, you are a child of wrath, anger. And which wrath is of? Is the wrath of God that is on you? The wrath of John three thirty six. John three thirty six. Jesus said, John three thirty six. He said, "He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life, but he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life." What shall he see? But the wrath of God is upon him. The anger of God. God God is angry with all unbelievers. Extremely. God is angry. That type of anger. White people anger with all unbelievers. Extreme wrath. Anger. God is going to break some things when he has to deal with unbelievers. Number what? Four. I'm giving you five. Four. Ephesians 2. Stay in Ephesians 2 is where he describes what happens. So this is where he says, by grace are you saved through faith. By faith are you saved through, or by grace are you saved through faith, one of them. Not of works, lest any man should boast. This is, this is the scripture where he says all those things. Verse 12. He said that in that time you were without Christ. He said, he's describing the state that at that time, you were without Christ. You are unbelievers. That's, 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 that's how you are. Full unbelievers. Full unbelievers. Now he's describing, he says, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise. That's number four. Why, well, you made some of them. Number one, children of the devil. Number two is which one? Children of disobedience. Number three, children of wrath. Number four, aliens. Aliens to God's family. Aliens or foreigners. You didn't belong to God's family. 
aliens having no hope and without God in the world. That's, that's why you should never want to be here. If you are here, you, are not, you have not believed in Jesus Christ. Thank God you are here today to surrender your life to Jesus. Because if not, this is your state. An alien is a foreigner. Somebody who is not welcome. It says the commonwealth of Israel or the family of God. What is, the, what is a commonwealth? A commonwealth is like a group of countries who have come together to form a, a, a family. Okay? And they put their resources together. It's like an ingalelu or a stock there. So you are not part of God's stock there. That's what the Bible is saying. You are not part of God's stock there. You are aliens. I'm explaining to you why God needs to adopt us. Not just take us and put us in his family, but adopt us into his family. Because this is, this is the state. Oh, this is the state of the person that he's coming to rescue. If things are not done properly, when you die, you will see that ah, Satan comes with a, your birth certificate. So, this is my child. Why are you taking my child? Yeah, and you will see they have written your name, Gugule to Gugungu, then Father, Mr. Satan, Mother, Mrs. Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Number five. Number five. Number five. The fifth state of an unbeliever is that he is without God. An unbeliever is without God. The same verse says that at that time, ye were without Christ. You were without who? Unbelievers are without Christ. Being aliens to the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise. We have been no hope and what? Without God. So that is the state of an unbeliever. Now, Jesus comes to die for you and I, and we surrender our life to Jesus. Now, as we have surrendered our life to Jesus, basically what we have done is that we have moved from the family of the devil to the family. And like I said, to adopt means to bring to your family and legally make the person your own. So, let's say, okay, let me have you two since, since you are, we are seeing you for the first time. Come, Paul and Sino, come. This is Paul and Sino. They've come to visit us from Port Elizabeth. Good. You look very solid, though. What have you been eating where you are? Food, eh? And we are eating grass. Anyway, <laughs> sit here. <laughs> sit here. Good. Now, this is the kingdom of the devil. So, Paul and Sino are in the kingdom of the devil. So, what is their state? Five. Number one is what? They are children of the devil. Number two, sons of disobedience or children of disobedience. Number three, Children of wrath. God's anger is kindled against them. God's, God has snipers in heaven. They are looking for these people to shoot them. Number four is what? Aliens. They are not welcome in the family of God. They are not part of the commonwealth of God. And then the last one is what? They don't have God at all. They are without Christ. They don't have God. Okay. Then now. Norma, come. You to come. Pastor Rizzo, give us a chance. These are, this is, this is Tandeka and this is Norma. They all have beloveds. Okay, stop looking at me like that. Now, these are Christians who are born again and they are in the kingdom or the family of God. Alright? So, Jesus dies. Then, I'm preaching on a Sunday. These guys, one of them, Let's use Sino since he's taller. Decides to give his life to God. Okay? 
So the Holy Spirit takes him. He's giving his life to Jesus. He said, I'm going to put you in a new family. This is your family. You are just hustling. I give you a better family. I give. So the Holy Spirit brings him. And he comes to add him to this family. Isn't this family nicer than that, your family? Look at this hard-bodied guy that you are with. At least here you are with soft ladies, nice sisters. They are always smiling. The guy doesn't even smile. So God brings you into this family. But it's not enough because I don't want to use anybody as the devil, but like the devil is looking, eh? Where is the documents that show that you can go where you are going? Okay, you be there. Eat their food. Do all their things. I will use you to destroy them there. You are my faith column there because you still belong to me. You are still mine. But be there. So then the Holy Spirit comes in into this guy and fills this guy and makes him legally legally signs all the documents pays all the price whatever must be done does all the legal work then now this guy he's not only here but he belongs here he belongs here he belongs here so Romans 8 15 the Bible says but ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear what have you received the spirit of adoption that cried Abba Father so he says the Holy Spirit comes to fill this guy no longer belonging to the devil and is crying and confirming to him you belong here you belong to God this is where you are this is your place. Yeah. But for as long as you are not born again, you are over there. You are over there. You are over there. You are in the world. Thank you. Go back to your seat. You are over there. This is the reason why unbelievers do the things they do. Because they belong to the devil. They don't belong to God. This is why people even come to the church, get born again. Then they'll be dead, dead, then they'll backslide. They don't have the spirit of the Lord. Because once the spirit of God is inside you, you always be telling God is your father. God is your father. You don't belong to the devil. Don't do that. Don't join this. Don't get involved in this. God is your father. Yeah. That is why you and I we shouldn't look at unbelievers and criticize them. We shouldn't look at unbelievers and have a bad mind about them. No. We should rather have pity on them. Because whatever they are doing, that's not what they want to do. They wish they could do better. They wish they could do the right thing. But they cannot. Why? Because their father is the devil. Bible, Jesus said, ye are of your father the devil. And what will you do? The last of your father will you fulfill. So, it, last means disaster. So, the disaster of your father. Will you imagine that your father is the devil? What are the devil's disasters? The last of the devil. Will you fulfill the last of your father? Will you fulfill? That's why unbelievers, that's why, that's why when we fail as a church to witness to them, we are failing dismally. Because that's their only help. That's their only help. That, look. Let's, let's even for a moment talk about smoking. Do you know that on the cigarette bottle, um, not bottle, box, it's written on it, this product is very harmful to your health. Yeah, can be harmful to One out of four people who smoke die of, of smoking-related disease. One out of four. That's what kills them. So, you with your common sense, do you think that you will smoke? Having read this, knowing all this, that the people who make the product themselves tell you that we are trying to kill you, so this is how we are going to kill you. 
we are helping you to die. Yet, people still smoke. And I'm talking about cigarettes. I've not come to Dahao. No, no, no. I've not come. I'm just talking. I'm, I'm at entry level. Entry level. I've not even come to high level. No, I'm at entry level. Smoking cigarette. How much more when you smoke hard substance? Die. That's worse. That's worse. So no wonder it has now been made legal in many places. Because the prince of the power of the air, which is Satan, he's governing the world. But unbelievers are very excited that that has been legalized. That same thing that is trying to kill them. You see, so unbelievers are like blind people. The Bible says, if our gospel be hid, it be hidden from them that are not saved. Why? The God of this world has blinded them. Lest the light of the glory, glorious gospel of Jesus Christ shine through them. So unbelievers are blinded to all these things. They want to see, but they can't see. It's like, so, so when we see them and we start to condemn them, we are actually funny. Because it's like when you see a, mad, a, a, a blind man trying to cross a road and he's making a mistake, you don't feel like, ah, foolish man, look at what, you rather want to help them. It's the same feeling that we must have for unbelievers and try to help them. How do we help them? By preaching Jesus to them. Not even arguing with them over what they are doing. Even arguing with them over what they are doing. Unbelievers don't know that what they are doing is wrong. The only way they can know is when they receive Jesus. Then the Holy Spirit now comes into them and begins to tell them, This is not right. Don't do this. This is dangerous to you. Number five. Seven things you must know. I finish with number five or six. Okay, what have I said so far? Only Christians can, I'm the one preaching. Only Christians can receive the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are not a child of God. You don't belong to God. Two sons of God are led by the Four is adoption. So five is the one I'm coming to. Yeah. Because I'm wondering where I got the sixth point from. Five is what I'm coming to. The whole, through the Holy Spirit, we know that we are children of God. We know that we are children of God. Through the Holy Spirit, we know. Not that we hear or we have heard. We know. It's a, there's a big difference. Not that we have heard, but we know that we are children of God. Romans 8. 14. It says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. 15. He says, but ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption that crieth in you, Abba Father. Then 16. He says, the spirit itself beareth witness in our spirit that we are sons The Holy Spirit, so, 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 please come again, my, my, my family members, please come, come, come to your family, come, come to your family, come, take your seats, take your, we are back, we are back in the family. So this guy, although he has been adopted and brought and legally adopted, he still feels that, oh no, God is not my father, I'm not a true child of God, and, 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 and why is this so? I mean, if you take families that maybe in the house, Maybe one parent is not their parent. Do you get it? Which is common in our society. Either the mother, maybe the father brought children, or the mother brought children from her life before. Do you see it? So it's like there are four children, there are four children in the or three children in the house. These ones were born in the house, but this one was brought into the house. So every now and again, when he does something wrong and they shout, they say, Oh, it's because. 
because I'm not the child of the man, or it's because I'm not the, the child of the woman, or it's because my mother is not here. They have that Cinderella feeling. Oh, it's because my mother is dead. It's because if my mother was here, Cruella wouldn't treat me like this. If my mother is here, I won't be treated like that. Uh-huh. They have that Cinderella thing. How many of you can relate with what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's like every now and again, when something happens, this guy begins to feel, oh no. Oh no, I'm not a child of God. I'm not a real, I'm not, the way these ones are treated is different from the way I am treated. Oh, these people are giving more things than I am giving. Oh, these people, they receive more attention than I receive. Oh, these people, they are more blessed than I'm blessed. Oh, these people, they don't make the mistakes that I make. Oh, these people, their lives are better than my life. So he always feels that, hmm, something is different. Something is not right. And his only explanation, you they just belong to your kingdom like that. His only explanation is that I am not a true child of God. So Bible says the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does is that he comes into your spirit, which is the real you. And he keeps telling you, you are a child of God. God is your father. God really loves you. You are his favorite child. You are his number one child. God is happy about you. He's interested in you. Then you begin to know it in your heart. Not that the pastor told you that as you are getting born again, now you are a child of God. But you begin to know in your heart, I am really a child of God. I am really a child of God. A lot of Christians struggle with this thing. I had a church member back in the day during the struggle. Are you asking which struggle? Were you not around? Yeah. Look, he's happy in the church doing well. When he makes one mistake, he comes to church the next day. He usually makes his mistakes Fridays and Saturdays. He will come to church on Sunday. Then he will come and tell me that, Pastor, I want to leave the church. Then I ask why. Then so I, I don't think I'm born again. Then I said why? So you see, yesterday my friends came to take me, and I went to drink. If I am really born again, I wouldn't do. Look, I've led him to Christ more than thirty-two times. <laughs> One person. <laughs> so can you imagine if each time they write his name in heaven? He alone he has occupied thirty-two spaces. And since those who carry Jesus in a bag say that only 1,444 people are going to heaven, can you imagine he alone, ghost names? <laughs> Do you know that that thing really amazes me? You are coming to recruit me for something, and you say the whole world, only 1,444,000 will go there. So I'm wondering... When did they say, when was the place open? Are you saying that 1,444 have not gone? Is the place not full already? So what will happen to me since the place is full? I'm on standby just in case somebody (laughs) is sacked. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. So you that you are talking to me, are you also going, are you in the 1,444? Hey, it's wild though. No wonder they will tell you that there is no heaven. Heaven is here on earth. Basically, what they are saying is that you are going nowhere. We are all going to be here. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. Oh, God. Help us. Back to what we were saying. So the Holy Spirit continues. So this guy, after a while, after a while, he backslid. He backslid. He has never been able to be a, a proper Christian. Meanwhile, at the same time that I had him as my church members, I had other people. I can't mention their name today for security reasons. This guy is actually Tyler's sheep. These boys, as you see, Tyler. This is Tyler's fruit. 
what was I saying before? I had other church members. I don't, I can't name names today. When I go and see them on Saturday, I say, let's go for follow-up. They are smelling of dark. Yeah, fool is like, I mean, they are high as a high school. Very high. Yeah, high. They'll be looking at me like, And I said, let's go. Let's go for follow-up. Then they will be following. <laughs> they will be following me with their eyes. It's like the eye, the black one. The, do, you, do you remember Undertaker? Yeah, Undertaker. Like Undertaker. Stop there. Yeah, Pastor. Pastor, he said, where are we going? <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to visit. Yeah, okay, let's go then. I'm sure that's why Totis never attacked me. Because when they see how high the guy is, he can kill somebody now, now. I walk in the township in the night with this high brother. And I know he's very high. I'm still walking with him. But the difference between the high school brother and this other guy is he knew the Holy Spirit had witnessed to him. Yes, I know you are smoking daha. I know you are fooling around, but you are God's child. You are God's child. You are God's child. You are. When people know that thing, no matter what happens to them, they are stable. Yeah, they may make a mistake, make this, but still stable. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is bearing witness in there. And the Spirit beareth witness in our hearts that what? We are sons of God. So anytime you come there, you, you, that's what, that's why when I see unbelievers, they are so funny to me because they say, you see, in the church, this person has done this, this person has done this. This You are children of the devil. We, we are children of God. That alone is a big gap between us and you. That, it's not even what we do, it's a big gap between us and you. You can never even get to where we are. Because you are sons of the devil. But we, the Holy Spirit is in us, telling us, you are children of God. You are children of God. You are, I'm convinced without a doubt that I'm a child of God. It's not because of the teachings of my pastor. It's not because of the things that Bishop has taught me. But the Holy Spirit himself has said to me, you are a child of God. 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 From today, anytime you begin to doubt, am I really safe? Am I born again? Am I this? Am I that? Just ask the Holy Spirit. Witness in my heart that I'm a child of God. Witness in my spirit. That word heart there is the word spirit. That word spirit there is the word heart. It's like witnessing you. You are a child of God. I know people who sit at home and drink beer till they are drunk. And, but Sunday morning they wake and say, hey, where? Connie? Where are you? We have to go to church today. Then Connie will come. Ah, but yes, it's Sunday. Sunday we go to church. Let us go to church. I'm going to bath and come. They go and bath, then they come, then they walk. Why? They are children of God. The Holy Spirit has convinced them in their hearts. You are a child of God. Not all children do what their parents want them to do at one time or another, but they are still children. There may be a servant in the house. He does exactly what the master wants them to do, but he's still a servant, not a son. I said there may be children in the house who don't do what the father wants them to do, but they are still God's children. Then there will be a servant in the house. Everything, yes, master. Yes, sir. Yes, madam. Thank you. Do everything. But they are not children. They are still servants. Still servants. But the child is a child. So the Bible says, "This a son abideth forever." No matter. That's why the prodigal son he went to fool around, chase girls, eat chicken, do all the things he wanted to do. When he finished, he said, "When he woke up, he saw the hair. He's broke." He said, "I know a guy." I tell you, I know a guy. Look, I know a guy. Even the servants in his house, they have enough and to spare. And that guy 
is my father. I will go out. He said, I will arise. And I will go back to my father's. He knew in his heart that that is his father. I will arise. Yes, I've been bad. Yes, I've been wrong. Yes, I've been somewhere. But I will arise. And I will go to my father's house. And I will say unto my father, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And against you. And he arose. And he went to his father's house. And when his father saw him afar off, he ran, fell on his neck, and kissed him. And he said, Father, he didn't say master. He didn't say boss. He said, Father. Father. That is what, that, 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 that the confidence in his heart that this is my father. That's what allowed him, even though he had made the worst mistake, allowed him to go back to his father's house. Why? Because the Holy Spirit kept telling him, your father is there. Your fa- you can't be here and be struggling when your father is still alive. So when his brother came and he started to complain, why are you making a party for this? He said to the brother, this my son, not my servant, not my friend, not my neighbor, not the thief, this my son. This my son. This my son. No matter what you are involved with, let the Holy Spirit minister to you today that you are a child of God. That you are a child of God. That you are a child of God. Yeah. I am a child of God. I don't have even 1% doubt in my heart. So, oh, but you are the pastor. You are very, very, extremely, very, very extremely good Christian. You are the Christianity. You are the blueprint of Christianity. Listen, 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 listen. You know everything that is in the Bible from the back to the front and from the front to the back. Listen. Is the Holy Spirit. It's not even what I know or what I do or what I do not do. It's the Holy Spirit who has put it in my heart that I am a child of God. I never come into the presence of God feeling that I don't belong. I don't belong. I don't belong. Hey, my wife, because my brother is giving more than I'm giving or less than I'm giving. So I don't belong. No, I belong. I am a child of God. And you are a child of God. You are a child of God. You two now get born again and be saved. You have been in this kingdom for a long time. Go and be saved and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Ah! And be filled with the Holy Ghost and be saved. You have been, you have been in the world for too long. From today, know in your heart. You may not be singing in the choir. You may not be the one quoting scriptures or the one coming for prayer meetings. But once you are born again, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. You are indeed a child of God. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Please go back to your seats. God has legally brought you into his family. And added you to his family. Legally. All the documents are signed. All the terms and conditions have been met. You are rightfully a child of God. Lift your hands and just pray for yourself shortly. And say, Holy Spirit, continue to witness in my heart. 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 Continue to witness in my heart that I'm a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Pray wherever you are, Holy Spirit, help us witness. Witness to us. In our hearts. In our spirits. In our spirits. In our spirits. Bear record.
and just thank God that you are indeed a child of God. And a son abides forever. That is forever. You are a son forever. You are a child of God forever. your son and the help of the Holy Spirit we are adopted to be sons and your children mighty Holy Spirit witness to every heart that is here today and confirm in our hearts that indeed we are children of God we are your children and a child or a son abides May nobody under the sound of my voice who is in Christ and filled with the Holy Ghost fall along the way. Help us to continue to be your sons. Help us in our areas of weaknesses. Your word declares that likewise the Spirit helps our infirmities and our weaknesses. Help us in the areas that we are weak. Let us remain and abide forever in your kingdom. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.